Welcome to Diamond Healing Radio with Dr. Anastasia Choplis, a powerful and extraordinary healer, best-selling author, and international scientist. Stay tuned to learn how to be vibrant and healthy at any age. Take a slow, deep breath, then let it out slowly to become relaxed and open to learn the latest on scientific healing from Anastasia and her guests. Be ready to feel and look better than you ever have before. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis at Diamond Healing Radio, and this week I have a very special guest, Dr. Gail Carson. She is known as the SOB, which stands for Spunky Old Broad. Dr. Carson has appeared on ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox, and in the Wall Street Journal, Newsweek, USA Today, and The Larry King Show as the premier expert in the boomer market. The author of five books, she hit Amazon bestsellers list, is the winner of the Bestseller Quill Award and was inducted into the National Academy of Bestselling Authors. Doesn't she sound busy? Selected as the 2007 Legend of the Speaking Profession, she hosted Entrepreneur Magazine's Women in Business radio show, wrote for them, and had articles in More Magazine. Gail knew she was born to coach entrepreneurs even at a young age. She has a silver lining mentality which has helped her build a company with seven offices. Travel globally as an international speaker, produce over two dozen books, CD and DVD programs with over a thousand clients in 50 different industries. Gail has spoken in 50 countries and 49 states. And Gail was born in Albany, New York. But the really remarkable thing about Gail is she is a three-time breast cancer survivor and the champion of 16 surgeries. All those accomplishments and still being here doing sports every day, you can believe that she has a positive attitude about life. Let you hear her story about how she managed all this in spite of her illness. Welcome to the show, Dr. Carson. Well, thank you so much, Anastasia. I really, really enjoy being here. And, um, you know, I, I respect you, too, because you've got quite a background as well. So I'm so glad you've chosen me as a guest for your show today. Oh, you're most welcome. I so look forward to hearing your story. I know you have a story of how you were precociously making sure everything was managed, even at a young age. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in business. Well, actually, uh, if we talk about when I really started to work, my first job was at the age of 13 when I had broken 22 pair of glasses, and my father told me that I was going to have to buy my 23rd pair if I broke another one, (laughs) and I picked up my glasses at the optometrist, came down to his car. He was waiting by the curb. I put the glasses on the seat of the car and promptly sat on them and broke them, so I had to find a way to make uh, some kind of a a living, and uh, I didn't like babysitting, so... So 
I started selling Avon Cosmetics door-to-door -door at the age of 13 and became the top salesperson, and uh, it kind of all went from there. From there, I had a lot of jobs that were just experience jobs. You know, I worked in a radio station, and I uh, worked as a director of music and dance at uh, a summer camp, and uh, those are the kinds of things I did until I graduated college, and then I had a dream, and I gave myself two weeks to make it. I moved from Boston to Miami. I got the job I wanted on the 14th day, and I bought the business eight months later, and I was 21 years old, and I've been in business ever since. So uh, that's kind of my story. <laughs> <laughs> you sound, you still sound that busy. My goodness. So I like being busy, Anastasia. I really do. I think it uh, is continually stimulating the mind. It continually stimulates interest, and you're always learning something new. And so I think it's important not only to be busy, but really to be effective, you know, doing the things that you like to do and that also have meaning for other people. Oh, absolutely. So when I met you earlier this year, I thought you had an amazingly cheerful and upbeat style. When you said you were an SOB, we all totally cracked up. When did you start working with entrepreneurs, and what do you do for them? Well, I actually started working with entrepreneurs back in around uh, the early 80s, 1980, to be exact. But then I transferred working not only with entrepreneurs, but specifically with boomer women, women 50 plus, uh, back around the late uh, 90s, uh, actually almost 2000. And so I've been working with them for the last 10 years and have really enjoyed the fact that women are really becoming empowered and feel like they can accomplish what their dreams have been. And so I just believe that you're never too old. I mean, you could be 50, you could be 60, you could be 70. And if there's a business you want to start or there's something you want to try or there's a language you want to learn, I mean, it's just never too late. Exactly. I mean, uh, uh, one thing that really struck me, I, I read in a book that um, somebody wanted to learn to play the piano and they were about 50 years old and they said, you know, it would take them about five years to get the proficiency that they wanted. And they, and someone asked them, well, in five years, what will happen? You'll be 55. So do you either want to learn the piano or do you want to not? So the person started learning the piano, and by the time she was 55, she was totally delighted that she could play. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, you're going to be whatever age you're going to be regardless, <laughs> so you might as well do as many things as you enjoy doing and learn as many things as you can. I think it's it's uh, interesting when people say, well, you know, I know everything there is to know. <laughs> I don't think that ever really happens. I think you're always discovering something new, and that's what makes life go Around. Oh, absolutely. So the real story here is your per perseverance what, through what most people would resign to. Tell us about your bouts with cancer and your operations. When was that? Well, actually, I had three different bouts. One was back in 1987, and the second one was in 1988, when people really didn't talk about breast cancer. As a matter of fact, I did a public service announcement, and they traced uh, over 250 people that went for a mammogram because of that uh, PSA, and, and people just didn't talk about it. And then I was cancer-free for uh, almost 18 years, and my last bout was in 2004, and 
and I still am on medication. Uh, so, you know, I think it's going to go on forever. And there are complications, you know, from the from the medicine. Uh, it causes stiffness. It causes arthritis. But my choice is, uh, do I want to prevent cancer or do I want to be stiff? So I chose being stiff. And uh, yet I still work out every day, you know, because if I didn't, I wouldn't be moving at all. So, uh, you know, it, it went for a long period of time. That's why I so, I so endorse prevention and checkups because the way you get through things is to discover whatever it is early on. Yeah, most people think that, you know, they're invincible and they work really, really hard until they're about 40, 45, sometimes 50. And they then all of a sudden their whole body starts to crumble because they didn't take care of themselves. They didn't spend the time, you know, to go out and exercise and to eat properly. They just tried to make a fortune and then they spend the next 20 or 30 years spending their whole fortune on medical bills. <laughs> so I totally agree with you that prevention is the best medicine. Absolutely. And I, I think that, uh, you know, it's very interesting because I think maybe, I don't know if you were this way, but I certainly was that way. When I was young, I just, you know, I was invincible. I didn't believe anything could happen to me. And even when I went for my first mammogram and all of my cancers were found on mammograms, by mammograms. Mm -hmm. And um, I went because my husband wanted me to go. He said, I really think you should go. And I kept saying, why? You know, I'm not 50 yet and I'm so healthy and nothing's wrong with me and boy did I get a whammo so um, I, I do think that the very young are just you know they're not conscious of, of all the things that can happen to them so hopefully with the education that people get now via all the media uh, people are paying more attention well yes and I think that thing that's really getting a lot of media attention these days is our food supply and how it's been so altered and Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know as much about that probably as you do, but I can tell you that, um, you know, they're professing everything organic and uh, so forth. But I can tell you, you know, my sister eats very healthy and eats all organic. And she had a case of uterine cancer. And they told her that that particular cell, uh, which was very fast growing, was in her from the time she was born. So who knows? I mean, I don't know enough to be able to say yay or nay. But uh, again, what you have to do is early detection. Right, early detection and do the best you can with prevention. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, um, I I know that you were uh, you've suffered some major tragedy in your life, and this also usually kicks people's behind. What what motivates you to keep going? Well, it's true. I lost a son and I lost a husband. And, uh, you know, I, I guess what motivates me is the fact that you have two choices in life. I mean, you can either feel sorry for yourself and shut down or you can say uh, this is here for a purpose and and uh, you choose to be happy. So that's what I did. I chose to be happy. Um, I still, you know, talk to my husband every night. I, I pray for my son every night. But truthfully, I mean, it is your 
choice. You can be happy or you can be sad. And sadness does not produce any great results. It reduces, it, it also gives you a lot more stress. And that will break down other things on your body. So if you are happy and if you like what you do and if you've, you know, you've done everything you can for them and you've led a good life with them, then that's all you can ask for. Yes. And, and a lot of people have a lot of trouble letting go. But the thing is that it's not in our control. And once we let go that control, then, then, you know, more things become possible. You know, I work as a healer. So, um, I have, I have relatives that said no, and I, it's not in my control anymore. I can't do anything for them. And so I can't feel guilty that I'm not doing something. Otherwise I would feel guilty for the whole world. (laughs) That's true. And and there's another uh, aspect of that too. And that's, uh, being able to forgive. Forgiveness is very important. I mean, a lot of people may have done a lot of things to you, but if you can't forgive them, you're going to carry around that hostility and that pain the rest of your life. So forgiveness is a very important key as well. Right. And and in fact, we can even carry that further and and thank that person for teaching us a lesson that we needed to learn. That's true. That's you know, very true. It's just really turning it around and saying, what did I gain from this interaction? You know, did what did I learn about myself? Because we choose to react to things. So, um, you know, what did I gain from this interaction? What what did it teach me? And, um, you know, I had some difficult marriages back in the early days. And I had to say that they taught me a lot of things, especially about myself and what I needed to change in order for me to be healthier. You know, I didn't worry about them so much. So many people are focused on that person can't do this and this person can't do that. You have to let it all go. (laughs) And the other thing is, too, you know, you're not really sure at the time why it's happening or what the purpose is or what lesson it's trying to teach you. But if you do keep an open mind and if you do, uh, again, think about forgiveness and think about positive thinking, uh, eventually that lesson will become clear to you. Yes, and I and I think that you probably, um, if you don't overtly say affirmations to yourself, you probably, um, you know, reaffirm your life every day. Um, you know, I, I tell people that they should get up in the morning and be grateful for, you know, think of three things to be grateful for and say them out loud. And, you know, and then the other thing is to say three things to yourself that's positive. And as soon as you do that, you your frame of mind changes and you're off to the races. Well, that's true. I have uh, three little faces that greet me every morning, my two cats and a dog. And I I just love them so much and they they love me so much that it kind of starts my day off right, even though I've been to pick up after them, you know, <laughs> when I bring it up. <laughs> I have to say that uh, they certainly do uh, contribute a lot to my life. Yeah, it doesn't sound like the one thing that I was really surprised to see, uh, was to see you in the mastermind group that, that I'm in. And I thought, wow, you know, I know you've said your age is is 76. And I thought, wow, you know, you really want to keep moving forward and keep growing and keep, you know, learning how to do new things in your business. I, I was, I was really impressed. So, um, you know, I, I don't imagine that you see that there's any end to, to keep on learning. What, what could you tell the listeners about, about that? A lot of people think, I know that I've even met people in their 40s that thought they were too old to learn new things. 
So, well, <laughs> I kind of feel sorry if they're in their 40s and they feel that way, but a lot of people, um, you know, I find once they retire or, or stop doing the things that gave them pleasure, they really do become old. And I think that the people who are active and who are continually learning are always in a, a better frame of mind, both physically and mentally. And I know that I spoke to a, an old girlfriend of mine. I went through kindergarten to 12th grade with her, and we're still friends. And I called her, and she felt all these aches and pains and, and so forth. And she really, you know, she's only focused on her kids and all their problems. And um, I talked to her about having a high school reunion, and she said, well, nobody's even in good shape except you. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, but that's because everybody concentrates on the wrong things. If you, I mean, I have all kinds of aches and pains, but I don't concentrate on them, and I still go to the gym every day and work out for two hours. And no, I can't do what I did 20 years ago. I can't even do what I did 10 years ago. But if I didn't do what I do, I wouldn't be moving. So I think it's really, really important to keep a positive look on everything and be always questioning new things. And I mean, I, I still like to go to the theater. I like chick flicks. I'm all into all these happy Christmas movies that are on television right now. <laughs> Me too. And, I'm uh, such a sap. I, you know, I, I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. I'm such a sap. I love all the upbeat stuff. <laughs> Exactly. And and the thing is that people don't realize that those horror and violent movies, they, they reach into your psyche and they do shift things. And they do lower they do lower your your you know, vibrational level, what some people say. They do lower your you know, your your feelings and your attitude down. They suppress you. And so I think it's way better to watch, you know, this is a good tip for people is just to watch upbeat things. Like I like to watch singing shows and, you know, just whatever happy shows, things that people are doing positive things or even curiosity shows and happy movies like those Christmas movies. Exactly. I even cry at them. They're so, they're so sweet. <laughs> they do when I'm uh, whenever I'm in a healing mode and I'm on the phone or I'm speaking into the my microphone to record let's say a healing meditation my like right now none of the cats are around me but as soon as I get into that mode they immediately jump up they want to lap it up (laughs) (laughs) I think that they're way sensitive and and they Right, and they experience those things that we people are just are at our barely unconscious level we're acknowledging. So um, there was a, oh another another question. Well, what do you do in a two hour workout? My goodness, I don't even well, work one out. Hour of that is a class. Now 
usually this morning I took a, uh, I guess for lack of a better, it's a kind of an aerobic fusion class. We do aerobics in the beginning, then we go into weights, and then we go into uh, floor and ab work. So that was the class. And then uh, before that, I do an hour routine of my own, which would be with weights and machines. And I change that every 30 days, but I do do a, an hour routine ahead and then I take an hour class. Wow. That's way more than I do. I used to work out, uh, you know, one and a half, sometimes two hours, but I backed way off and now I'm at, at an hour a day. But I've been doing this since I was 14, so it's almost 50 years. <laughs> well, you know, people, people, I, it doesn't have to be what I do. I just am so used to it that if I do any less, I feel like I'm not doing it all. Like yesterday, I worked out at the gym in my building, and uh, I only did an hour because there was no class. It was just at my, my gym, you know. So I did an hour yesterday, but then on Saturday, I did the two hours, and today I did two hours. So again, um, it, everything, each to his own. The important thing is to keep moving. That's oh, absolutely. You know, use it or lose it. Right. And some people, some, you know, the thing is that the average age in, uh, in the United States, average lifespan is, is a little over 78, but there are, uh, there is a huge contingent of people that are now beginning to recognize that, that, that is no age, you know, that is not, not an age to give up on. And absolutely not. I mean, I have to tell you, there are people like you say, who I know who are old at, you know, 30 or 40, just with their attitude and the way they do things. Mm -hmm. And there are people who I know who are 80, who are fabulous. I went to a party Saturday night uh, for the woman in Miami Beach who, um, she founded the Erotica Museum. And she gave herself an 80th birthday party. There had to be over 350 people there. And it was an event. I mean, it was uh, uh, just, I mean, hors d'oeuvres, dinner, and then a show with Can Can Girls, an exotic dancer, a singer. Uh, I mean, uh, just amazing, you know, just amazing. And she gave up speech and her children gave up, you know, rousing dedication to her and so forth. And, and she had a pistol and she's 80 years old. So it just, it just doesn't have to stop ever it all depends on you exactly and I always say that it doesn't matter how many years I live I just want them all to be full out absolutely absolutely <laughs> full out I agree I, I know I just said I just said when you know in 20 years or in 40 years I want I want me to be as capable as I am right now which is as capable as as I was in my 20s in fact I can I'm actually stronger now than I used to be. That's great. That's wonderful. I have to say that um, I don't know if I'm as physically strong as I was, but I can say that my stamina is equal. My stamina is far better than any of my kids. And so uh, I think it's just because it's what I'm used to. I mean, I travel all the time, coast to coast, Florida to California and back. And I, no matter what time I get in from California, I, I'm up at 6 and I'm at the gym. So it's just the way I live, you know. So I'm sure that your, your really upbeat attitude, which, you know, a lot of people ha- struggle to maintain. I have some clients that, that it's very difficult even speaking to them every week because they have this difficult 
uh, difficulty maintaining an upbeat attitude. They'll, they'll try and try, and I say, well, it's not a matter of trying. You just do it. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. I mean, you choose how you react to things, and you either decide you're going to have an absolutely great day, and there are stumbling blocks that happen every day. I always, I always used to say, if there aren't at least 12 crises in a day, there has, it hasn't been a complete 24 hours yet. But it's how you meet those obligations and those crises that determine how you're, how you look at things and what your viewpoint is. Right, and and it's not, you know, some people call them challenges. That and I, I had a boss that used to call them opportunities. <laughs> Well, that's true. I mean, some of them are. Some of them are not quite, but some of them are. And, uh, you know, you just do what you have to do. So I, I think that uh, you just have to say this is going to be a great day. I am going to make it a great day. And then you go about doing that. Well, there you go. There are your affirmations. So somebody right. could could say affirmations. This is going to be a great day. Um, one of them that I, I got from, from a class um, – is uh, something wonderful is happening today. I can just feel it. And every time I say it, it just makes me feel so much better. Absolutely. And I can, I can see where it also makes you, I think, more aware that when the opportunities come or when something good happens, uh, it makes all the difference in the world. I mean, even, you know, going in and out of elevators, I always smile. I always say hello. And some people look as if they've got uh, uh, this horrible, horrible uh, look on their face, like it's just going to be the worst day possible. They don't even know to smile. So I think that all has a, a bearing on how you view your day. Exactly. It sounds like you're mindful. So you're mindful that of, of your surroundings and where you're at and stop thinking and stop worrying about the stuff that we have no control over. Well, that's, you know, that's a very big, big point, Anastasia. And that is, um, there is so much we don't have control over. So why worry about that? I mean, you can only change that which you do have control over. So let the other stuff just go because, and the thing is, (laughs) people do this all the time. They don't, say it or or challenge anybody that can do anything about it they just tell everybody else you know you can't believe what happened to me today you can't believe what she said to me you can't believe what he did and the people they're telling it to can't do a thing about it they have nothing involved with it and yet that's what they talk about all day long everything that went wrong they don't talk about anything that went right well that's right so that's the other part that you're mindful of and for our listeners to be aware that that our language tells a lot about ourselves. And um, if you tell only the good stuff and you stop using the word not, don't, can't, won't, and start and start listening to yourself when you say it, you realize how negative your language is. And as soon as you go into an upbeat language where everything is said in a positive and also said in a, in a way that... Um, has a lot of energy to it, just like you're talking, um, it change, it can change you dramatically. Just be Absolutely. mindful. Absolutely. I mean, there's a saying I used to have with my husband all the time. He would say yes, but, and I would call it yabbits. And I'd say every day, yabbit, yabbit, because people always say yes, but, you know, yabbit. <laughs> so I think if you stop using that word, but, uh, your language will change as well. Exactly. And stop and stop raising objections and start thinking of solutions. Exactly right. So I'm sure that's the case. So if a client came to you and let's say they're 
uh, 65 years old and they're retired from their old job and they're going to start a new job, um, what, what would that look like for them? Well, I think it would depend uh, really where they are in all parts of their life. Are they working because they have to, which is the case today in many situations? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they working because they want to? Mm-hmm. Is this a totally different kind of job that they've had? Are they looking to uh, go into business for themselves? I mean, there's a lot of issues that I would have to know ahead of time before starting with them. However, uh, the most important thing is that I'm looking at it because of my history of doing so many things and being around so long in, in various businesses that I can really really uh, look at it from an outside viewpoint and, and point out a lot of things that they've never even thought about. I coached five people last week, and three of them said, boy, that was a real nugget. I, I never even thought about it from that viewpoint. So it's a factor of finding what works for that individual, because everybody is different. Everybody is in a different situation. And uh, what works for one is not going to work for another, because it's not their skill or it's not something they like. So uh, I think I think there's a combination of things. So I'm helping people with their uh, financial situation. I'm helping them with their uh, business situations, and I'm also helping them with their with their personal situation. So there's a combination of things that I do for them. However, it really depends on on what and where the individual is. So um, I I have. I am creating a web page for you. It will be diamondhealingradio.com forward slash Gale, G-A-Y-L-E, for people that want to learn more and contact you. And there'll be a little contact and a contact form for people to sign in and write a comment and, uh, you know, let you know. That will be wonderful. Yeah. I will look forward to it. Okay. So thank you so much for being here. It was really great having you for the show. Thank you, and I don't know if you want to give them my website at all or not, but uh, if we can, I'd love to be able to do that. Well, I will. It will be all on that page. It will be way easier. That's great. That's wonderful. Yeah, and you'll get, and when people sign in the form, the the mail will come directly to you. Oh, that's fabulous. Well, I'm going to look forward to it. I know you've got a lot of listeners, and so I'm going to be very uh, thrilled to look and see what some of the comments are. Okay, awesome. Thank you for joining Dr. Anastasia Choplis on Diamond Healing Radio. To learn more and to get your free powerful healing meditation, go to diamondhealingmethod.com. Join us next week for another episode on how you can become more vibrant, youthful, and healthy using scientific healing. Pause, take a deep breath, then relax before you go about your day.